So change in ownership. So we've done disposal of subsidiary. We've looked at um, step acquisition, buying more of the company. But now we want to look at change in ownership. You see, like I said, change in ownership is about the controlling interest transferring towards NCI. Here, this is what is happening. It is not an outright disposal. Unlike the first one, it was an outright disposal. But here, the controlling interest is selling the subsidiary, but it's not an outright sale. So they will still retain some percentage for significant influence but they are losing control of the company. So in that case, how do we go with the principle? So this is the rule I write down. To do this, to do this, we determine the value of the subsidiary. To do this, we determine the value of the subsidiary. We determine the value of the subsidiary. At the date of disposal, at the date of disposal and transfer the percentage of that to the NCI. The, at the date of disposal and transfer the percentage of that to the NCI. And transfer the percentage of that to the NCI. You good? So what is happening here? So let's take a simple illustration. Let's say that P again, this time around bought 75% in S. In S. And then later sold. Let's just say they sold about 50%, 20% of so 20% off. So what is happening here? Group structure. With a group structure, we're going to be having P with S, 75% and then NCI being 25%. So the question we are asking ourselves is, okay, if they are going to be selling 20%, what do we do? Now, look at this question well. Would they lose control in this transaction? No. Are they losing control? They are not. They are not losing control. So they are just selling part of their business. So they are not losing control. So what do we do? Simple. We put our pro forma down and we will say the net assets of the subsidiary at the date of disposal. Then we are going to be bringing goodwill at that date of the disposal. Going to be adding to it. And the two of that is going to be giving us the issue in relation to the value of the SAB at the date of disposal. Now, get the picture here. Somebody will say, ah, Ishra, is the net asset of the subsidiary not only be including the goodwill? The answer is no. 
Why? Because the net asset of the subsidiary is in their books, and the goodwill is in the book of the parent company. So it's not included. So you pick the net assets of the subsidiary at that date, and then you add the goodwill that is in your book to their net assets. And that will now give you the total value of what? The subsidiary. Now, based on this value, you now find out how much you will transfer to the CR, to the NCI. So transfer to NCI. And that is going to be, but here, look at the concept. Remember the last statement I, I made there? I said, and transfer the percentage of that to the CI. So all we will do here is, what was the transfer? 20. So we just take 20% of this one. And then we get it there. And we deduct it out. So now, after that, we will now get towards our value as how much that is retaining towards the company. So look at the difference between this guy <laughs> And then this guy here controlling NCI is selling to the CI and it is step acquisition. So we will just take a percentage of their ownership from their value, but this time it is the parent selling to the NCI. For that reason, we will just calculate the value of the company and then we find out how many percent we are selling to them. Do you see the difference? Yeah, now. Why are we calculating the value of the whole company and taking 20% of it? Because we control the company. They don't control the company. That is why we are taking 15% of their shares. Not 15% of the value of the company. We control the company. That is why we will find the value of the total company and transfer 20% of that to them. Do you see the difference? Yeah. So that is the concept about this. But remember, like I said, in this illustration, the company is not losing control. And we'll come to where it is losing control now. So what will be the entry here? Who is receiving? Who is losing? In this case. Who is receiving? Who is losing? So the effect of transfer to the controlling, sorry. On the controlling interest. Who is gaining more? Here we have transferred towards NCI. Then we look at what? The consideration. Then we look at. Do you think here? Now, remember here NCI made a profit and so it was a reduction to our earnings. But if we are the ones selling to them, what is going to happen? We will make a profit, so there will be increase in our earnings. Yeah. Do you see the gap? So, consideration receive or fair value of consideration. Then we we'll look at what we transferred to the NCI. Then there will be increase. In the CI. Now, do you think there will be a case where we will charge, we will receive less than how much we transferred? So, like we transferred 2,000, right? 20% of whatever is 2,000. But the consideration we received was 1,008. Is it possible? I think it's possible. It's possible. But why would that be the case? Why would, could that be the case? 
Typically, maybe as a result of uh, 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 lesser favor of the whole company. company. Okay, and we are seeing that maybe going into the future, we are going to be losing more. So we are just trying to get rid of our investment. So it could happen. But traditionally, we expect an increase in the controlling interest. So double entry or the journal entry, we're going to have debiting our retained earnings. And then we'll credit the NCI because we are transferring something to the NCI. So we debit our retained earnings to lose the cost that we are transferring. So that is the cost of the subsidiary we've transferred. Then we now debit our bank for the consideration we received, bank or cash. And then we'll credit retain earnings. And this is the fair value of the consideration. Now, can you tell me why all this while there is a transfer of capital, but stated capital is not coming into the picture? Rather, it is retaining that is coming into the future. I don't know if I was, if I was okay to you. There is a transfer of ownership. In the NCI case, we are buying more shares. We are buying more ownership. But stated capital did not come in here. In this case, the same thing. We are transferring some ownership to them, but still stated capital is not coming in. Why? <sighs> Any idea? <laughs> what do you think could be the possible reason? Why we are not experiencing that? Or we are not seeing that? Uh, I think stated capital in actual fact is not for it's not like something that is used in daily uh, it, it, it's not meant basically for uh, that. For that. No, not really for that, but not meant for uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, now comment below if you are watching this on YouTube, comment below and tell me what you think. Because I want him to lie then we'll continue. So comment below, what do you think? Why are we not talking about capital here? Mm -hmm. You realize that that this is the answer. Mm -hmm. It is not the parents selling their shares. Okay. It is about the subsidiary. So with the subsidiary, the effect of the subsidiary we are buying is always on the retained earnings, not on our stated capital. Okay. That is why the parent stated capital is not affected in either case, because we have our stated capital. It is only our investment in the sub, which will be increased or reducing as a result of our retained earnings. Would it be to as a result of this? the capital will be affected? Never. As far as we are dealing with a subsidiary, unless the company, what was that? If a company issues shares, 
and IAS 33 or whatever it is. If your company issues shares, then in that case, their share capital goes up. Yeah. And then if they make a profit on the issue, then the share premium will also go up. So the company Nankazai we are dealing with there, it will be share capital. But as far as it is about the subsidiary, stated capital of the parents will never be affected. The only thing that will be affected is what? The retainers. So that was what I wanted to pick you up. So what did you write? Put it in the comment box whether you got it right. So this is about change in ownership. So the, the, the credit retain earnings. Yes. With a fair value of the consideration. So we look at number one, full disposal. We don't have interest again. Number two, step acquisition. We have some ownership, but we acquire more. Number three, change in ownership. We have control and we sell some. But we are selling, but we are not losing what? Control. So look at the different scenarios. Because the fourth one we want to look at is still changing ownership, but this time around we are losing what? Control. And let's see how we do the awareness. Are you seeing the difference there? So let's look at the fourth one. Change in ownership, but this time around there is a loss of control. So literally it's like disposal, but this time around you are retaining some ownership in the company. So disposal of subsidiary but this time around you are just losing control so loss of control it's a disposal but you are retaining a percentage 